Hello and welcome. This is part two of our podcast with the team behind the horror thriller Dark Beacon, with director Cos Greenup, writer and producer Lee Atsy, and the film label's Nick Sadler. In this ep, we talk about the process of making horror films, and especially Dark Beacon, and their new film House Red, working with young actors, having a voice on set, distribution and sales, and how you have to invest in yourself as filmmakers. Right, we're going to jump straight back in, because I've just asked Coz, how do you work with actors in horror? Enjoy. I mean, to be honest, I think... You know, I this sounds awful. I don't really have much time for actors in that I've hired you for a job that you <laughs> that know. Sounds really bad. But they're they're hired they're hired because they know what they're, they're doing. They're like, doing. They're if I'm constantly giving them direction, then yeah. then why have I hired them? Like you know, they've mm-hmm. read the scripts, they know these characters. By the time they get on set, they're gonna know their individual character better mm-hmm. than the writers. That's you know, so they'll true. have they'll have yeah. created this backstory for they them. Have. They know, yeah. you know, what they had for breakfast, but you know, they're gonna know this character far better than me. So for me, I expect, you know, an actor to come onto set and just to know exactly what you know, obviously ask me questions, you know, of course, but but for me, I think the way that I would go around casting is that I want to work with actors who who do that kind of level of homework on their character so that when we do get to set, they know exactly what they're doing. And, you know, obviously with rehearsals beforehand that we get there and they know exactly the state of mind yeah. they're going to be. I know LA would often come onto the scene before anyone else, just listen to her headphones and really get, you know, obviously the, her kind of mental state in the film progresses so much mm-hmm. that, you know, she'd come onto set and really get into that moment. So as soon as we start, you know, say action, she's, she's already there. Right. Um, but it was quite interesting because she is uh, very much kind of a method actor. And then we had and LA, someone like, mean by so uh, uh, Lin Ann. So uh, Lin-Ann, yeah, yeah. And then um, obviously we had yeah April who'd been in skins for mm-hmm. so many years, you know, had this TV experience. So you'd say, you know, three seconds before action, she'd be laughing and joking around with the, uh, with the rest of the crew. And then you say action, tears down her face. And, you know, it was, it was quite interesting to see that, the, you know, two the very, process. very different, yeah, kind of processes. And what happens if someone wasn't hitting the beats you needed them to? They weren't getting the right kind of uh, fear or anger? Or... Dangle them off a cliff. Yeah? No. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Well, I mean, one thing that we did have is that, that Kendra, the girl, was finding it actually quite hard to... There was one scene where she had to scream. The one bit of dialogue or kind of voice that comes out of her mouth is this gut-wrenching scream. And she was really nervous about doing it. Like, she really, really couldn't do it in front of all these people just yeah. to scream at the top of her lungs. So I literally took her aside, took her outside. And I was like, right, I'll do it with you. And it's the one, whoever does it loudest, I'll give you five. Like, if I do it louder than you, I'll give you five pounds. A bri- nice. bribe is basically what it's I'm a, trying it's to a say. Bribe. Yeah. Um, but also she did, um, <laughs> but she also did karate. So I was like, okay, so what do you do at the end of every karate move? And she's like, oh, you go, okay. Like that. So I was like, right, so say that at the top of your lungs, like pretend in your head mm-hmm. that you're doing a karate move. And then when I do that to you, just pretend that you've punched me in the face mm-hmm. and say it. And that's how uh, how we got it, that right. performance of her just going, yeah. Nice. So I well think, done. yeah, it's, it's about adapting and, to, to that and just making sure that people are in the right mindset and obviously if there is you know quite an emotional scene or one that's mm-hmm. building up you know not to have like people joking around and pissing about on yeah. set because you know act, you know every, I, I don't treat actors any differently than I would treat my runners mm-hmm. like I think everyone in these films are just as important as each other I, I hate great. egos on film sets I mm-hmm. cannot abide by them um, but I do understand that they're on screen and if they're not in the right mindset or the right frame of mind, not getting their performance out because of everyone else, mm-hmm. then that's a problem. So so when there is those those moments, then obviously yeah, I make sure that the set is, you know, like a closer or quiet set for, mm-hmm. for them to get there because at the end of the day, they're the ones making everyone else look good. And in terms of preparation for 
at the horror side of it or the sort of <laughs> feeling that you wanted to get? Were you very much storyboards? Did you work out your camera angles beforehand or was it sort of sometimes free-flowing as no, well? No, I, I tell you, I'm not a fan of storyboards purely mm. because I'm a terrible drawer. But secondly, I think... I like to see the locations first rather than planning it because there's so many things, especially when you totally get actors great. in the room. Yeah. I think that changes everything. shots, yeah, shots come. Obviously, I have an idea of making sure that we get the coverage that we need in terms of the edit. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's it's about getting the actors there and chatting to to you know my DOP and seeing what's going to work. Obviously, there's a few specific shots that I have in mind. So if we've got like a really long take or something. I've thought about that in my head, how I want that played out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with with the rest of it, it is just a case of, you know, kind of blocking it with actors, what my DP watching and then going, right, what can we do here that's quite interesting? What can we do here that really works quite well? How are we going to get the best for our book? Because, you know, 90% of the film is in this like little house. So sure. there's, there's only so many ways you can shoot that without mm-hmm. it getting boring as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is about finding those little creative moments where you go, actually, should we try this? Oh, yeah, that might quite work. And yeah. and, uh, and doing that because, you know, also, I, I, you know, I was an editor for a long time. So just making sure that we do get the coverage because we can spend hours getting a, a really cool quirky shot. But then if we miss actually getting the coverage, then totally. it doesn't edit, you know, it doesn't work in the edit. Then, then we're screwed. Screw. I think it's really important for directors to learn to edit. You don't have to be amazing. Just learn to cut yeah. so that when you're on set, you know, your ins and outs, you know, your transition shots, because otherwise you go, no, oh, that looked nice. And, oh, that was a great performance. But then you come to the edit and you go, the editor turns around and goes, well, where's your coverage? Where's yeah, your where's coverage? coverage yeah. 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 And it's so important to get coverage. Massively. It's so important. You just need it to cut, to move the story along. If something's slow, it's like you just cut, cut, and we can cut around it and make exactly. it better. Exactly. Yeah. So obviously when you're on set, for you, obviously being right, what, what was... What Ryan was, Producer's a terrible idea. <laughs> never do it. Yeah, yeah, that's well, right. I, I think I just I just chose to, like, as it should be, I, I chose to, like, back Corey on him because... Uh, like, like you mentioned, like LA and April stuff would ask me questions about the characters, the script. I'm like, I, I know I wrote it, but I'm going to deliberately just refer you <laughs> to Corey because even if I try to explain the same thing, it's going to get ideas in your head and it's going to, it's going to model you. Yeah, like, you just do trust need one voice. One voice is probably yeah. best, yeah. isn't it? And even yeah. if there's sort of stuff like ideas, like I always like fidget over every apostrophe, and just, for me, I'm just like say what you want because if you're in cadence, it'd be more natural rather than whatever I do. Mm. So, but it's like. Yeah, I don't want to be coming in and being like, actually, at this point, your cat is more stonewalled. Uh, or like any crap, like, <laughs> actually, your objective is that, and then it's quite as, like, different. If I was directing someone else did that, I'd murder them. <laughs> so, yeah, I just had to do it, like, like on set. It was like, I'll, I'll talk to Corey about that kind of stuff, but the rest of it, walled off, keep clear lines of communication, uh, and just get on with the producing. Because mm-hmm. we had, like, on this sort of small thing, I ended up, like, running, like, costume departments and catering in god knows yeah, there's, there's, there's one, one shot in the making you see lee literally sewing a dress because really? yeah, so, there was one of the dresses because i'm sewing like gems back onto this dress while someone's going uh lee we got a problem with this like okay i'll do that right okay you i'll get you accounts over there yeah okay amazing. i'm like conducting traffic and, <laughs> and making a haberdashery at the same time and was did you have an area near the lighthouse that you could use or because well you was... can't get far from anywhere so i like the, the bungalow we used was in the age was basically next to like the where everyone was based oh great at the time okay um and we only got that bungalow this cut the links of what you're saying about storyboarding because mm. we had like four locations before that that all fell, all through. fell through so yeah. two days before we then ended up then getting 
that like we were just like we were gonna well we were gonna be storing people there and we ended up going well we're gonna have to shoot it in now yeah change our plans redress it I mean and yeah, all the yeah. if we had storyboarded they would have been for like a two story well that was it this, a lot time. of the script is like you know a lot of chasing up and down stairs and then we're in this also, bungalow the killers at the bottom of the stairs so they got a choke point on how you can escape yeah exactly kind of and it's like okay we're now in a bungalow so let's tap the script to be <laughs> but, but, yeah. but then the upside is like you know like when we had stuff with the dog on that the, the important thing is knowing what's important story beats. So it's like, I know what's important, so this stuff, we can scrap that. That was cool, but it's not important yeah. in conveying where the characters are and what's going to motivate their actions going forward. Mm. That's the important way we need to get. This stuff doesn't matter. Yeah. So that's why, it's like... True. It'd have been yeah. cool, but it doesn't the matter. The AD was yeah. pleasantly surprised. I had a to me and was like, Lee, um, we're going to need to change this thing. And I'm like, fine, go. Cool. Right. As, 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 long as, as long as this happens, so that died, like, as long as yeah. there, this status change happens, I'll, I'll make it work. Don't Things worry. Can if do it takes place like. in a, a lollipop yeah. factory, cool. Yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Those little things can sometimes cause so many problems. Like, it's when everyone freaks out and it becomes so important. And you look back on the film, I don't know, two years later, one, if you go, it, it, no one cares. Yeah. People watch the film for the film. They don't care what the issues were on set or those tiny little minute problems or you change the location. It means the world to you at the time, or it can do, but it doesn't yeah, for actually. Sure. Forget it. Well, Get on with it. You've just got to be sort of end product focused mm. on getting what you are at the end. You, that's why you just have to be constantly like letting go things. It's like it doesn't matter. The dog doesn't need a specific injury. It's fine. Like it's, it's true. The, the dog is be, fine. The important bit will happen. The yeah. important thing is it's dead. It hung thing itself. Yeah, it'll be fine. It's dead, it and that ties into something very interesting, which you'll see in the film. Yes. Mm. Right yes. Now, and the film is out uh, now, which it people is. can see now. How did you get? Uh, obviously you met Nick from the film label so you've, you've now finished the film and you're kind of like right how do we go about distributing this what was your plan what was your process there that's I mean, my, that's my that's job Lee, really yeah, yeah. Lee, uh, well, Lee, Nick, your name Nick, wrong <laughs> but did you you saw the film yeah yeah so I um, it go, even going back to being on set um, mm. from an outsider's I came on set for a couple of days so and... were you involved early doors then so uh, yeah, before they before they started uh, filming, I mean, you know, what I believe is you want to start telling the story earlier on. So you know, we were kind of running the Twitter accounts and the Facebook accounts, the Great. Instagram, updating stuff, mm-hmm. getting you know, getting a story and a vibe. Um, and then what I realised um, is uh, to get some. Um, obviously, getting press and print magazines is very difficult these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and one way you can kind of almost 100% secure something is if you fly out a um, journalist mm-hmm. to go and do like an on-set piece, you know. Yeah. And and the flights were like 70, 80 quid or something. Put them up for a night in a hotel, yeah. which was great. Um, we had Sam Ashurst out there, um, who's, who's a great journalist. Um, I, c- I can't remember the other guy's name. Um, Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman, yeah. So they came out. They loved it. They mm-hmm. get like, you know, a free night out. They get to go on set. Um when we were there, like from what we could see, it was like a great vibe. Um, Cos was, you know, joking with everybody. There's a really cool vibe on set. Mm-hmm. So, you know, which is a testament to a good director, I yeah. think, is when, you yeah. know, no one's kind of stressed out. Um, and I don't know whether they're just putting that on for us while we were there. I don't think you can argue we were putting on good appearances because I found the time you'd run out of clothes. So Cos yeah. was directing wearing an amalgamation of spare Someone's clothes. Someone's boots or something. I was, I was wearing, like, yeah, a menagerie of, every, like, literally everyone on set's clothes. <laughs> what do you mean? You'd run out, as in? As, yeah, I'd literally, I'd think I, for some uh, reason, that's, you, it's the, the last thing I'm out. I got on the plane and I was like, 
I don't really think I've packed any clothes. <laughs> so it's like there was what you had to buy me some pants. Like I literally was like, I've not really. I've been too busy thinking about the film not to worry. I'm literally on the plane going. Just brought shorts and t-shirt. I've not, yeah, I've literally not. Brought but he, any looked, he looked like a wacky kind of rock star star director, which I, which has been like, which I've been hyping up to the journalists. Come on, sit there, like just oh, yeah. a homeless northerner. <laughs> that was it. I would have you away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chevy chic. Yeah, yeah, yeah Chevy chic. leaked. So you came on board. You were you were there. So you were, yeah. So we're getting a vibe. I mean, mm-hmm. our, so we, you know, with an indie film, um, you, um, and you know, with a limited um, cast, um, you want to try and create as much of a story as you can yeah. to then go to a distributor and they go, "Hey, cool. There's a really cool vibe here. There's a really cool story here. They're connecting with an audience. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I think it's really important to start early and, and building up that story. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess when we were getting early edits. The next part was I went out to um, Cannes. We, I think the biggest breakthrough is when we screened it at the London screening. Yeah, BFI London oh, screening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, guide. So they do that once a year um, and they invite a whole lot of um, distributors um, over from all around the uh, all around the globe, um, and then you have to have your you have to present your film like on the big screen. Right. So there's the first time we actually saw it, but unfortunately the thing about it is you know there's only three or four people that are, that are distributors that are come and watch it. So you have got yeah. this big theater and there's like a dozen of you, and it was like the first people time are walking we're like it. in and out of it. it was like, oh, and there's also yeah. using DCP and Manic. Everyone used DCP and Manic or Hyper. We have money, but the money saved. It cost my sanity. But we got a DCP made. It just exactly. <laughs> I mean, the, the good thing about it is it did put a, a line in the sand to say, here it has a cut that has to be done. Yes, here's um, a deadline. The sound, like, the sound has to be done. The cut has to be done. You have to be able to watch it from start to finish, mm-hmm. and it's all done, which I think was quite cool, which really kind of yeah. – um, w- which really made the production kind of get up to a finish point. Mm. And then um, – we, yeah, so we're just speaking to various distributors, and in the end, uh, it was an American company called Gravitas um, that came on board. Yeah. Um, they were also offering uh, um, an MG, which is minimum guarantee, so they were offering some money up front as well, which was incredibly hard to find these days. Sure. Um, and yeah. we were like, great, can we do their theatrical release in the US, in the UK, though? Because um, we'd done that before, partnering up with our screen, mm-hmm. so we'll do yeah. the same thing. Our screen, said, great. They're really great. Yeah, great and they said, that's fine. And then we we're going, cool. Um, and so we signed the deal. And then after that, it was just about getting all the de- deliverables together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once that was in place, um, you know, setting the release date and, you know, and then all the kind of marketing and that mm-hmm. around to that. I mean, is that, I think it's about it, really. Yeah, I think it? so, yeah. And then obviously sending it, you know, to festivals and stuff, building the hype yes. and stuff like that, yeah. I think has helped with certainly audiences in the states and the UK. Uh, just sending it to yeah festivals that we think. So, are, Lee, are tell us decent. what awards you've won. What well, we've won. Uh, <laughs> the well, film is one. One any personally? Before I mean, are, we are go you further? throwing me this to me for any particular reason, or is the best haircut? Goes best to Lee. haircut. Most oh, no, haircut. I, just, I, think I would have thought would... this would be literally your job. Uh, <laughs> do you know what? I can't. I can't. What it is is I haven't I, pulled my phone out. Yeah, you go. Right, right, yeah. Okay, so all I'll, I'll, I'll do it without looking at a phone. Right. And I some of these may be lies. No. What? Do, so, uh, <laughs> it was uh, so American Horror Film Festival. It was oh. best film, best actress, best cinematography. Um, New York. Uh, Upstate New York Film Festival was best director. Best director. Ooh. Best cinematographer. Mm. Best Actress and Best Music. And uh, And International Film Festival of Wales Wales was Best Director, Best Supporting Actress, Best Cinematography. 
Amazing. So you're flying. It's like it's doing really well. Festival's done well, and now it's released and everyone can see it. Absolutely. Which is great. Actually, we haven't actually talked about what it's about. Do you want to give us the pitch about what it's about? I'll let Lee do it. Lee, go on. Do you want, do you want my actual elevator pitch? My one-sentence one? No, I, well, something that it's, will make people want to see it. Well, because my, my pitch when... when <laughs> people yeah. are, well, Sell it. My shortcut pitch is, it's yeah. like the shining in the Babadook had a gay baby in a lighthouse. I want to see it. You know what I mean? Bam. There you go. Bam. That's great. Why there have we go. never used that before? That should be on the posters, right? <laughs> Nick, what's wrong? <laughs> how have you not told this to anyone? The Shining and the Babadook have, have a gay, gay baby. baby in a lighthouse. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Interesting. Shall I, bring, okay. shall I do the medium one in the middle? Right. Yeah, do it. Can, will we get criticism after that one as well? <laughs> <laughs> the... Um, so this this is the this is the sort of official one that we've put, <laughs> the official that we've put online. One, okay, yeah. An abandoned paramour tracks her lover down to a distant lighthouse. When she finds her beyond hope, she must find a way to save a child from the malignant spirit of her deceased father and the madness of her mother. I'm looking for my friend. She moved here about nine months ago. Why are you here? In about two minutes, your road home will be underwater. no one else here for miles except you, me, and my daughter. I've seen some things. I think Maya's seen it too. There is something you are not telling me about. Are we safe here? Maya! There's nothing to be afraid of. (laughs) What we did was wrong. And now we're being punished for it. <laughs> now do the sound that you just made. Wait, we're not... We're doing the fail sound. Sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. Everyone dies. I like that one, Nick. I thought that one was great. No, well, yeah. it's, it's, well, that's the official that's the one, official one. Official yeah. one the, so, yeah, which I wrote. Good. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it is ironic. Uh, it is out now. Uh, d- uh, do go see it. I've played the trailer. You heard the trailer. It sounds amazing. Uh, do check it out. Um, the trailer will be in the links to this, so you can see that as well. So, your next film, you've, you've you've already filmed it, right? We have, and it's called Red House. House Red. House Red. House Red. <laughs> 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 And it's called House Red. It's called House Red. It is. You could have fixed that in post. You could have just jumped it right. It's it's fine. Yeah, I could have. You're right. You could all just laugh that I got it right. House Red. (laughs) (laughs) You've got some big names starring in this, right? We have, yeah. We've been very lucky. Um, I've kind of got to the stage in my career where I just really discovered the fact that if you don't ask, you don't get. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we've got Natasha Henstridge from Species fame. Um, Great. Tama Hassan from yeah. Football Factory, Layer Cake, yeah. uh, many Danny uh, Dyer many films. Danny Dyer yeah. films. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Clara Padgett, who's in Black Sails, the TV yeah. show. Um, yeah, some really, really brilliant, brilliant names in it. And uh, yeah, we shot that this summer 
well, last summer in Tuscany on a vineyard in a, in a castle. You're out going to lovely little places. Well, I've, I've literally just decided films. I'm going to write where I want to visit. My next film is in Brazil. I literally just, I want to go and explore the world and get paid to do it. Sounds good. Do you know I, how many scripts I get from people that want to film in Brazil? And I'm pretty sure it's for that one reason. Yeah, yeah. So of course go, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't happening? it? Makes Look, sense. Well, you don't want to be in a council estate in... Yeah, exactly. In thinking Paul of somewhere. <laughs> Dolphin, in Wakefield. Dolphin. Yeah, in Wakefield. In Wakefield. <laughs> there you go. Um, okay, so you're in post for that and that's all going well, right? Yeah, yeah. great. Yeah, we were, again, we were really lucky with... We had... Um, Sadly, Hader, the DOP for, for Dark Beacon, was on another job, so he would have been my go-to guy. Sure. But I um, ended up going to a premiere for a film, and uh, I, as I am such a huge Kubrick fan, mm-hmm. um, I saw his DOP, Doug Milson, at, oh, yeah. this, um, at, at, at this premiere, and I kind of just wanted to go over to him, basically just try and walk past and sniff him, sure. and uh, yeah. you know maybe touch him if I'm lucky. <laughs> and, uh, yes, so sexual. And uh, he's a good-looking old chap. And, uh, and I literally just went up to him, and I was like, this is probably the closest I'm going to get to Kubrick-related mm-hmm. you know, things in my life. I said, like, can I just shake your hand? We started chatting. I told him about this idea, and he went, oh, send me the script. So, you know, wow. And I was like, yeah, if you give me any notes or just let me know what you think, I'd love to have your say on what you think of the script. And literally 48 hours later, he rang me and just went, so, Carl, when are you looking to shoot? And I was like, oh, we're looking kind of July, August. Well, Debs wants me out of the house for a few weeks then, so let's do it. I was like, wow. what do you mean? He was like, I'll come shoot it with you. Wow. I was like... I have. I actually have Stanley Kubrick's DOP. Oh, I was like, oh my god! And it was honestly when I told all the other camera guys, it, like every lunchtime we'd sit down because we're on a vineyard. We're all there drinking wine at lunch. It was great, and he's just telling us these stories about on set of The Shining, on Clockwork Orange, you know, Full Metal Jacket, and it was it was incredible. It was like literally wow. the best. Like, I'd have paid to have him there. Like, well, I did technically, but <laughs> I, I literally paid him to be there. I literally paid him to be there. I know. But uh, he was, yeah, he was incredible. And actually, one of the best, you know, compliments I've ever had is he. Um, he literally said, you know, because he's an old guy now, and he was like, I've not got many films left in me, but the ones I do, I want to be with you. Wow. And I was just like, that, like, oh, it was the best compliment I've ever had in That's my entire so life. Nice. It was really, really cool. Great. So, uh, oh, well yeah, done. no, he's a, a bit of a, just an absolute legend and just so great to, to work with, you know. It's, that must have been just, just different. It was, it, was incre- it was like, he's asking me this, he's probably asked Kubrick these exact same questions. And it's like, like why are on, you doing that? Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I don't that know. Those kind of questions. Yeah, I've just, no I've, I've not got a, better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, who's, who's cooler, me or Kubrick? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty Should mad. Marry, kill me, Kubrick. but yeah. it is like the one. The or one me. major thing I, I find. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. One thing I do find weird is that literally, like the first day we were on set in in Tuscany, there's all these you know Natasha Hensridge there, Tamo, we're all there's about thirty crew. There's mm. all this cast there. And I've got Doug Milson going, Sir Cos, what are we? What are we doing first? And I'm just like, this is how mad this industry. Like all the all these people are here because of stuff that has gone on in our head. Mm-hmm. like, yeah. And I find that just so bizarre that everyone is there for that one moment because we decided to go, oh, let's write this. Or had a dream and, it's, and yeah, story yeah, came yeah. It's, yeah. It's the most, it's the the weirdest kind of experience of, of my life, I think, to date, is just looking going, I've got Kubrick's DOP, I've got Natasha Henstridge there, and they're all here because I put pen to paper yeah, and came up now with we're here. Yeah. I love it's that. It's really cool. It's cool. So when do you think that'll be ready? So hopefully well, I'm literally going to shoot off now and see a screening of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if our investors and producers are happy, then we've got final cut. So we're hoping to take it to Cannes in May to screen it and get distribution and a yeah. sales agent, hopefully. And 
Uh, I'd like it to be released on in Halloween if possible, but mm-hmm. we'll, we'll that's see. up to the distributors. We'll see. We'll see the kind of road and journey that it takes. Exciting! I guess. Exciting! So yeah, I saw a trailer yeah. and it looks fucking amazing. Really? I was like, yeah, I can I can see where I can see it seeing that DOP in there, like and and just all the lighting and uh, I think it's yeah. a, it's a, definitely a step up. You know, uh, it was, it was inc- I mean, yeah, he was lighting with candles that they used on the set of Barry Lyndon. And actually, one of my rap <laughs> gifts is a Barry Lyndon candle. And I'm so, I'm like, this oh, yeah, is, yeah, that's cool. this doesn't get me laid. Nothing. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to see my Barry Lyndon candle? Yeah. You can do, you can, yeah. Wow. We need you, to cut that out. You can do, you can do a Russell Crowe and uh, sell it off. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. My Barry might, Lyndon I candle. I might do that. I might just buy a whole load from Ikea and say there were say Barry Lyndon back. candles. <laughs> just taking a weird turn. Yeah, well, like, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've not even had any alcohol. I What's know, going I on? Um, so, some advice for our people who are trying to people for our people who are trying to make films at the moment. Any advice, Lee, that you can give them to sort of set them on the road? I think really is that the, the show Moxie just have the the, the bravery to like take chances, go on people because the resources are there. Mm-hmm. So it, everyone has to a degree a level playing field by that. So it's the people who are going out there and making it that stand out, yep. like we did with sort of the Villa Pie to get attraction for investors compared to everyone else who's trying to get that money. Yeah, agreed. Cause anything? Nice yeah, I think that's that is pretty much it. It is just go out there and do it. Like you know, I remember the first year I was at Cannes and I was speaking to another director who actually hadn't made anything but had this amazing idea for a film and I was like well, go do it mm-hmm. and he had every excuse under the book why he couldn't do you know oh I need that actor I need this budget I need... and for me you know I shot my first film on 20 grand you know and that was yeah. money that I'd saved over 10 years originally to buy a house and then I decided that no one else is you know I always think you have to invest in yourself if you're a plumber if you're electric you invest in the tools you need for the job mm-hmm. if I want to be a filmmaker then I need to invest in that yep. so I put that 20 grand and made my first film and I think that your mind is your biggest enemy in the industry your mind is something that is going to say no don't do it you know you're an idiot it's not going to work it's going to fail mm-hmm. and you just have to get that out there you know and I'm for me I want to look back and go well, at least I tried you know if all my films you know were a failure if I'd, if I'd made that one film and no one ever saw it at least I'd look back and go well you know I, I gave it a, a shot I gave it a shot I'd rather mm-hmm. I'd rather have tried and failed than never to have tried at all I guess and Love that. I think yeah. when you go out and do stuff you know I think it is testament to you know, the fact that, yeah, I made that first, you know, a film. I'm, you know, I'm shooting my fourth film this year. And yeah. if I hadn't gone and taken that risk, everything else wouldn't have fallen into place. So true. And I so think you true. just got to go out and, and do it and yeah. stop those excuses. Stop you. You know, we shot the first film on a Lumix GH2 camera, you yeah. know, 500 quid stills camera. We bought a whole load of World War II lenses on eBay. Yeah. We hacked the firmware on it to up the bit rate. Mm-hmm. And that was it. You know, it's a 500 quid camera, you know, and all these guys going, oh, you need a red, you need a electric. Look, use what you've got. You, use, use people around got. you, yeah. use resources. Yeah. And just tell the story that you want to tell. You know, if you are a storyteller, whether you're a writer, a painter, a filmmaker, you want your story out there. You know, mm-hmm. for me, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan of visuals, but it's like, well, as long as the story's there and you're getting it out there, yeah. then that's, that's all that matters. I think that's the most important thing for sure. I love that. I think more like sort of specific points. It's the thing you learn when you realize investors don't care about your story as much as you do. Stuff, so stuff like a really good script will attract you like talent and like the attachments for the package. So mm-hmm. like they'll get actors interested or members of crew and then that's what will then get the investors yes. sure they'll make a profit. Yeah. 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 That's nice. That's yeah. the lovely thing with private investors because if, you, if you're making the money they're sort of happy to let you have more of that freedom as long as you do as you make do, the money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do make don't, don't complain. It's not, it, there's, it's a commercial industry. You can do commercial and also make it good. Yeah. 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 True. Very <laughs> true. Good. Feel, uh, feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah, nice. And that is, it's the same yeah. thing. Yeah. It's, I know it's a cheesy line. <laughs> I don't know. I would have loved it. I would have just stopped that. I would have loved it. We, we always say these things again. Nick, you just go, be 
feel the fear. And do it, and do it anyway. I thought you were reading a uh, another song. No, no, but it's so. It's it's like what Cos said. It's your mind stops you. And the thing is, everybody feels fear, and people think, "Oh, he's fearless." Oh, but you know, he's got a can-do attitude. It's not. It's they like they still shit in their pants Mm -hmm. and worry that it's all going to fail, but they just do it anyway. They just put one foot in front of the other. And make it happen. Yeah, it is. And it that's is. What you have to it's do. so honestly. There's times in pre-production of every film that I've done, whether it's Housewood or Dark Beacon, where I've gone, I could just run in front of a bus. Like this is kill it. Like on it. Like your mind's. I was like, why am I doing this? Like, I had a really comfy job, you know, earning decent cash, not having all these pressures on my head. Why have I done this to myself? And I thought. Wouldn't it be great if I just got ill now or something? I had to count, and it, you know, but people felt, you know, it was bad, but people feel sorry for me. You know, it's like one of those, like, one of those what if I got, yeah, oh, I really wanted to make the film, know, but you know, that, that bus came out of nowhere, you know, and that is your mind, you know, and it is, it's the most terrifying moment of your life, but, you know, there's nothing that just destroys that when you are on set and you're making your dream come true. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you are at a, a cinema and, you, you know, you've got all your friends and family and reviewers around it and, and you're watching it on, on the big screen and then, you know, you're seeing it out and on shelves and on Amazon. There's kids in America reviewing your film on YouTube. Yeah. It's like, what? I'm a lad from Yorkshire and there's kids in America, right, right holding my Blu-ray and reviewing my film. Uh-huh. Like, it's... And those totally outweigh. I guess it for me, obviously, this is never going to happen to me. I hope not. It'd be weird if it did. But I, I've always heard women say when they give birth, it's the most excruciating, worst thing. They, I'm never doing it again. It's awful. Mm-hmm. You, as soon as you see your baby, well, I want another, another one. I have another. Yeah. And that's what it is. There's always that fear at pre-production. You're like, yeah. why the fuck are we doing this? Uh-huh. Like me and Lee, like honestly, the amount of time, like, Lee's my best mate. You know, I've known him for over ten years. The amount of times we nearly came to blows, like physical blows about this film. And then it's like, you see it on the big screen. It's like, shit, man, we've done it. Like, do you want to make another? Like, it's, it's so, Let's make another I mean? baby. Yeah, it's like, it is, it's, it's such a weird industry, but you do just have to get that out of your head and you go, well, there is a reason I'm doing it. And this is why it's because I love storytelling. Love it. Love it. The film is out now. Do go watch it. Please do. Buy it. Check it out. Review on Amazon. Review on Amazon. Amazon. Review on Amazon. Review on Amazon. And they are five star reviews, by the way. So just nice. letting you know, I will find you. If, and you, I will if kill you, you, it's on, it's even on like PlayStation and stuff like that. But if you review on Amazon, the important thing is, um, just end, if you if you click that, it, it pushes up the algorithm, so more people see the film, mm. more people get a chance to see it, and more people review it. Um, and you know that's not only helpful for us, but it supports UK independent film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, and yeah, that's what we're thinking about UK independent film people. That's why we're here, and you're <laughs> exactly. independent film guys and gals. Um, where can people follow you, Lee? Let's start with you. Like uh, as on on social media, I do this a few times. Everyone goes, "Oh, down the road," and I've heard the gag so many times. Uh, almost well, annoying. I thought my well, I thought I'll keep it simple. It's just my name, but that may not be that simple. Well, uh, yeah, it's, it's true. Just, it's just, yeah, I, I'm, I'm on, on Twitter's and all that as uh, at Lee Apsey. Cool. L e e a p s e y. Um, Lexington elephant elephant alpha papa sexy elephant yogurt. <laughs> I never, I never learned. I don't know what you were doing then. I don't know what you were doing. That was the the the, the military code thing. But I never learned. Everyone so. knows that your so special you're military code. Yeah. Yeah. It's my secret. Code. Mike, did you know this code? You heard of this code? <laughs> That's right, where uh, the Rain Man, uh, Rain comes, Man into play, comes into play. Okay, Cos? Uh, I think, yeah, it's just at Cos Greenoff and then also, um, yeah, green13films.com and, uh, yeah, the Twitter and, and Instagram is, is green13films. So 13 the number, not the not spelt, spelt 13. 13 yeah. number. Nick? 
the film label, the film label, the film label. Three times. For Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, and Twitter. Watch your uh, Tinder. And, com. <laughs> and people can write to you at the film label with their films? Just, yeah, nick at thefilmlabel.com. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I've just started a uh, partnership with um, a company called Goldfinch. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, a new initiative to produce, to bring on emerging directors um, and help them uh, have their first or second feature film made mm-hmm. called First Flights. Um, so we launched that at the Berlin Film Festival and we are looking for any directors um, who are looking for money to make their first film. I think that's everyone listening. I, I know. Everyone <laughs> listening has just gone, ting, ting, ting. Uh, I'm cutting this bit out and keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? No, did you only just get my email? <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> that's so weird. Um, yeah, so, uh, and that's First Flights Pro okay. um, across um, the various channels. Um, and if you go to Goldfinch Studios at the moment, I think if you go into other companies' first flights, you can find the details there on, on how to submit your script. I love that. Super. Supporting indie filmmakers. I yeah. love it. The gateway well to get into that program is you leave an Amazon review for Dark yes. Beacon. For five yeah, star. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Five star Dark Beacon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> take a screen grab and email me. Yeah. 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 Tweet yeah. it the out. The script won't be read until we see that screen that's yeah. so yeah. true. It's why not? Support. Support. Yeah. I love it. Really good um, you can follow me at Giles Alderson on Twitter or the Filmmakers Pod on Twitter as well or go to our website filmmakerspodcast.com where you can see all our previous podcasts and listen to them. You can see them. There's not much to see. It's a picture. But you can listen to them there and um, boys this has been fantastic thank you so much for your time thanks thank so much for having us it's been great it's a pleasure and, and you guys thank you for listening uh, we will see you next Tuesday as always take care bye 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 ciao <laughs> <laughs>